the Detroit Pistons suffer another loss to the Washington Wizards in Marvin Bagley's first game as a Detroit Piston. We'll review his game, and we'll talk about the rest of the game as well from his teammates. And I'll just let you guys know right now before we even get started. It's not good. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you have not already, head to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're closing on 2,000 subscribers. I'd really appreciate if we got there sooner rather than later. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, go ahead and do that right now. What are you waiting for? Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about Last night's game, by the time you guys listen to this, to the Washington Wizards. Um, and right off the bat, we're going to review Marvin Bagley's game, his first game as the Detroit Pistons, talk about the good and the bad from there. Uh, we'll talk about everything else we saw. But right off the bat, I'm going to just give you guys this announcement. Killian Hayes, it's over. I still believe in him, just to give you guys a full understanding of this. I believe in him as a player in the future. I think he can still become a good player. But I think it's over in Detroit. I think the experiment is over. I don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. So from here on out, you guys will not be getting as much killing from me. I know a lot of you guys will probably be happy about that, but I know there's also a lot of you guys who believe in killing and like listening to the podcast guys stay killing positive, but I can't, I'm not doing it no more. I can't, I can't, I, can't, I don't want to keep going back and forth anymore. So I'm just letting you guys know now that's where I'm standing at. If you guys ask me anything about killing, I'm just going to tell you two words. It's over. So just get that out the way. Brighton early. Um, this game was awful. Uh, just a terrible game from your Detroit Pistons. Sadiq Bay was the only person keeping this team even in it in the first quarter. Um, and before, you know, we're, we're going to put that off to the end. I, I want to give you guys something positive at, at first because it really, there's just, it's hard to come by positives with this team lately. It, it just really is. So uh, well, let's just get the positive out the way. We're going to spend the entire podcast basically being negative, and I I wish it would be different, but it isn't. Marvin Bagley played his first game with the Detroit Pistons. He played 20 minutes. He was a minus 10 on the floor. Um, you saw the good and the bad with him. Uh, so one of the things I really want to point out, which is the good, you immediately saw the difference of having him on the floor at the five position. Now, so far in the minutes that they played tonight, at least, and – It'll change probably a little bit moving forward. It was their first game utilizing him. They'll probably find better ways to use him. He'll probably, probably try to find better ways to fit with his teammates that he's now playing with. It's the first game. Not Don't want to read too much in everything. Uh, but you already noticed the difference immediately with him at the five uh, coming off the bench when uh, when he screen and rolls. Uh, he's not getting much contact on the screens tonight. He On a few of them he did, but most of the time he's slipping. And even with that, that's already like showing you a different element of the offense because he just collapses the defense a lot of times. He had a few lobs that were wide open that the team just didn't throw to him. So I hope that his ball handlers, Corey Joseph, uh, killing through him like a little bit. It wasn't an alley-oop, but it was like a lob over uh, on a pick and roll once he saw he got a smaller guy on him. But Corey Joseph, Cade, Jeremy, uh, Sadiq, everybody, I hope they start to realize that they have a guy on their team now who can catch lobs. Because it was open a few times tonight. Specifically, I saw Corey Joseph miss him twice down in the fourth quarter, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, I hope they start to realize that they have that and they start throwing that pass 
uh, because that will unlock another feature of the offense and that will make the offense go a little bit more smoother and they'll be a much more efficient once they realize that. Uh, so that's one thing that I really wanted to point out. Uh, secondly, he draws. He, he drew a lot of fouls tonight. He's really active around the room, really active on the board. He had three offensive rebounds, five defensive rebounds, total eight rebounds. But he's really active on the glass. Uh, his explosiveness, which we talked about in the last podcast with Matt George, Lockdown Kings host, uh, his explosive, explosiveness around the rim, how quickly he can get up on rebounds, immediately was noticeable. Uh, he drew a lot of fouls doing this. Uh, one of the negatives was he shot two of six from the uh, from the free throw line. Uh, if he makes six of all six of those, even makes like five or six of those, we're probably talking about him having a tremendous night. He's looking at 15 and eight in his first game off the bench for the Pistons in just 20 minutes of play. Uh, so it could have been an even better night, a really damn good night, honestly, for him. Uh, but because of the missed free throws, uh, it wasn't that great of a night. Uh, you saw where he's going to make an impact for this team offensively. They get There was a few low post touches that he got, and he scored out of immediately. Uh there was one play as well at the end of the game, towards the, I believe it was like the seven-minute mark. Uh, Corey Joseph ran a pick-and-roll with him, and he got, I think it was Raul Nato on him down low. He completely sealed him off. It was wide open underneath the basket, and either Corey Joseph didn't see it, and whoever he skipped it over to, I believe it was uh, Jeremy at that point, either they didn't see it or they straight up just ignore it. And that's one of the most frustrating things about this team. We'll talk about this later in the podcast as well. The most frustrating part about this team is that they just lack, like, I, I don't know how other – another way to say this, then they just lack IQ. Like this team just isn't very smart. Um, you can point to that being like a young team and, and, and you can say, Oh, well, you know, they're young. That's why, uh, but we're, we're a decent size into the season. You expect these kind of things to get better. And while some of it, I'm sure it has to do with them being young. You have to put some of it on the coaching staff too. Like they should be being coached into these kind of habits to realize mismatches. And this is a problem all season with the Pistons. They just don't locate mismatches. Well at all. They just don't. Um, so I hope that's another thing they start to realize that they have a guy that when an opposing team switches a guard on him, it should be immediately feeding him. So they don't do that no more, force him to play a different way. They should not be allowed to switch Raul Nato, who is like what, six feet tall onto six eleven, seven foot Southern wingspan, Marvin Bagley, who's explosive around the rim. That just shouldn't be able to happen. Uh, so that's another thing that you immediately saw in the offenses overall offensively. While he did shoot two of six from the uh, from the free throw line and four of ten from the floor in his first game with the Pistons, you immediately saw how he's going to add a different element offensively, how much better the team will look offensively once they realize, hey, we got a guy who can catch lobs. This is wide open. Oh, hey, we got a guy who can punish mismatches when they decide just to switch across the board. Hey, we got a guy who is active around the rim. Let's get him the ball on drop uh, dump offs, all those kind of things. You can just immediately see how that will help the team moving forward. Um, I think just off of one game of watching already, again, it can change moving forward. I don't want to overreact too much from one game. But so far after one game, I think it looks like he's going to be better at the five for the Pistons. Uh, him and Kelly Olynyk were not on the same page a lot of time about where they were supposed to be each other. Uh, a lot of times they both went to set a screen, then one was back off, and now the spacing's all clunky. And even one possession, we had four guys standing in the paint. Kelly Olynyk, Hamadou Diallo, Marvin Bagley, and I believe the other one was um, Rodney Magruder. Four guys is sitting in the paint. Uh, that can't happen. So I think just through one game, you already see he's probably better at the five. That may change, like I said, but I think through one game, that's what we're looking at right now. Uh, but yeah, mixed bag with Marvin Bagley so far through one game. You see the positives. You see the things that he'll change. Uh, defensively, real quick, uh, they did go heavy switching with him when he was out there. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I, I don't, you know, I wasn't really expecting anything else. I don't expect them to like really be schemed. 
you know, specifically scheme for Marvin Bagley and drop because this coaching staff just hasn't shown that they're willing to do that kind of thing. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think they're just going to continue to just switch everything, which is quite frustrating for me. But in the switches, he did get cooked a few times. He got shot a, a over a few times. Um, and he did have a few good stops too. So it was a mixed bag defensively with him on switches. The one thing I did like that I saw from him on switches and around the basket that he did not, I don't think he jumped on one pump fake yet. And they gave him a lot. Uh, Is Smith tried to give him a lot of pump fakes on, on switches. So did KCP. Uh, he just didn't jump on any of those. So a mixed bag. He got cooked a few times, got beat to the basket, but I do like the fact that he's not biting on pump fakes. I think that could be uh, a good thing to build off of for him. If he's one of those bigs who are not going to bite on pump fakes, they're, I feel like that that gives you some hope around there for him on that side of the floor to be at least adequate defensively. Um, but yeah, mixed bag for Marvin Bagley. I think Pistons fans are going to absolutely love him because once the Pistons realize what they have, I think he's he's probably going to average like 15 and 8 if they give him the chance. Like I, I, You can already see that right now. If they give him the chance and they play him correctly and they realize what they have, like he looks like the type of dude can just walk around and average 15 and 8. Like That's how easy it looked for him out there. And he, I don't think he played that well offensively. It was just him. Like locked on Kings, Matt George said in the last episode, it was just him taking advantage of opportunities. Just, just, it, it, I, again, I didn't think he played that well offensively. He ended up with 10 and eight, and it easily could have been 15 and if he would have just made his free throws. So, like, I, I could see him being a really good threat off the bench. Just the Pistons have to realize it's only one game, but we'll see, and we need to follow if they're going to realize what they have at that position. It's going to be interesting to watch. When we come back, now we have to get negative with it. And, like I told you guys, I, I really don't want to have to be negative all the time with this team, man, but it's, I don't know what else there is like to draw from this game. Like there's, that's all you have to point out. So when we come back, we'll talk about everything else we saw, but first I have to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, betonline.net. By the way, Matthew freaking Stafford won the Super Bowl. I bet money on him using this betonline.net. And I won all kinds of money because my guy, number nine, pulled me through. The football season might be over now, with Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, <coughs> excuse me, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. So, again, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Obviously, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're on our road to 2,000 subscribers. We're just under 400 subscribers away. We're moving there pretty quickly. Uh, I think we could possibly get there by the end of next month, to be honest, if we continue to show that we are the best fan base at the Lockdown Network. I think we can do that. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other things we saw in this game. I'll give some quick. Just just one real quick positive from this game. Else, outside of Marvin Bagley and his mixed bag, Sadiq Bey, one of my favorite things about Sadiq Bey's game so far over the last few, what is it, the last 30 games now, I think? I think it's at 30 games. Either 30 or like 20, 28 to 30 games now. And we've talked about in the podcast plenty of times. Is his ability now or his improved ability at drawing fouls and getting free throws. He led the Pistons in free throws again tonight uh, at seven attempts. He shot six of seven from these. That right there, I just feel like that's the biggest thing for him. 
not even just being able to finish around the rim. Like, you want him to be okay finishing around the rim. Obviously. No duh. But his ability to absorb contact, fight through contact, and get to the free throw line for easy points, that is essential to any type of scorer. If you're going to try to be any type of scorer in this league, you have to be able to draw free throws and you have to hit free throws. And he's done that routinely over the past 30 or so games. And I absolutely love seeing that from him. He started out the gate really hot, had 13 in the first quarter. He only ended the game with 24, which I'm saying only 24 because he had 13 in the first quarter. Uh, He only scored 11 the rest, uh, the next three quarters, which, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, He didn't shoot that great from the floor. He shot 7 of 17 from the floor. Uh, but 10 of those attempts were from three, and he made four of those, so 40% from deep, and seven free throw attempts. Again, I just – Sadiq Sadiq is – and we've talked about Sadiq a lot. Again, you guys know in the offseason I was very critical of Sadiq. At the beginning of the season, I was very critical of Sadiq. But as each game passes on and as each game goes on, he's getting better and better and better at doing the things he should be doing. I'm not giving Dwayne Casey credit for this, by the way. I saw some of you guys tweet at me and say – well, why doesn't Dwayne Casey get credit for Sadiq Bay? No, he does not get credit for this because at the end, of, at the beginning of the season, what he was, what Sadiq Bay was being enabled to do was actively hurting him. This is on Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay has learned better ways to play. Sadiq Bay has cut out his bad habits. He realizes long drawn out isos isn't the best way to do. It. Instead, he's being much more decisive. Instead, he's getting to the rim and trying to draw contact. Instead, now instead of getting what was it like five attempts up from deep over the last over the first twenty six games, he now getting over half of his attempts from uh, from deep now. So this is Sadiq Bay cutting this stuff out and and adding the stuff to his game that he should be adding. Give all the credits to Sadiq. I really like watching Sadiq now. Like I said, I said this a few podcasts ago. Sadiq just has like the most quiet, like twenty plus point per games. I swear to God, he does. It just he'll have 24 points and just doesn't even feel like it. Like when he had the 13 points, like I knew he was playing good, but it just didn't feel like he was like popping off. I don't know why that is. You guys got to let me know if you guys feel the same way. But when Sadiq's going off like this, it's just, it's like kind of quiet to me. Cause it's not like off him doing like spectacular top 10 NBA of the night kind of things. It's just him coming in, hitting his threes, Hit a three, hit a three. Oh, you come out and close out. Okay, I'll go to the basket, get fouled, hit some free throws. I hit another three. Oh, here's some more free throws. Oh, and lay up here. Like, it's not him doing anything fancy. And that was kind of the thing we were talking about in the offseason at the beginning of the year. He doesn't need to do anything fancy. He has the type of skill set where he can have just 20 points just off doing the right things. And that's what he's doing over the last 30 games. I really like watching Sadiq now. I seriously think he's a good piece of this team moving forward now. Uh, I really love watching him. I, this, this improvement and this this change that he's made uh, over the last 30 games, I think is really, really fun to see. Uh, and again, the, my favorite thing about it is the fact that he's drawing free throws. And I think that makes it much easier on any player when you're able to draw free throws and hit them, that makes your life easier and makes you a more efficient player right off the top. So Sadiq, Marvin, Marvin Bagley was a mixed bag. He had some good, had some bad. Sadiq was hot out the gate. He was, I, I would say he had mostly a pretty good game. And, you know, kind of cooled off a little bit towards the end. But those two things are the only things I think you can look at this game and try to pull positives from. Now we just got to obliterate everybody else on the team. I'm sorry. First of all, Dwayne Casey, he's not a good coach. I'm saying it now. I've tried to sugarcoat it. I've tried to, like, stay away from being mean, you know, because I don't want people coming at me. I don't want the Pistons PR team coming at me or anything. Um, But Dwayne Casey is just not good. I don't I don't like Dwayne Casey very much as a head coach. I think he's I think he's 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 a great leader. He gets guys to buy in. They're gonna play hard for him. All those things are great. He's a great man, a kind person in the community. I, he's a great person. 
but his lack of offensive creativity is killing me each game. It's it's really killing me. Um, but we're not going to spend too much time on Dwayne because the, the players didn't play well tonight either. I just have to throw that part out there because the lack of lack of offense creative creativity seriously is just draining the life out of me every game. Having to watch like seriously, I watched the Warriors Lakers game two nights ago. What was it two nights three nights ago? So if you just watch any other team in the NBA. Their offense is just incorporates so much more and just different type of things that get players like moving and just like the Pistons offense is just so bland. It's just, it's awful. If you don't believe me, seriously, just watch any other NBA team. Their offense is just bland. It's just, it's, it's hard to watch. Even when players go off, it's like, I feel like the players are going off in spite of the system. Like it's just, it's just hard to watch. It, it sucks the life out of someone who likes watching good basketball and likes just watching basketball in general. You don't have to hit the shots. But like it's just it, it sucks the life out of you, man. It just does. Um, Cade Cunningham, he had a really bad night tonight. Shot five of sixteen from the floor, thirty-one percent over five from deep. He struggled with foul trouble the entirety of the night. At one point, the Pistons just said, "Screw it, with four fouls, and we're just going to keep you in the game, let you play through. If you foul out, you foul out. We're going to lose anyways." Which I agree with that. I agree with them doing that. Um, but he didn't have a good game tonight. Uh, he ended the game with twelve points, four rebounds, four assists, uh, two turnovers, and a steal. Just a not a good game from Cade. Uh, he's still working his way back from that injury. Give him some time. Uh, it sucks that he's had multiple nagging injuries throughout the year. Just interrupt some good play from him. But, yeah, just not a good night from Cade this past night. Uh, hopefully he has a better game moving forward wherever. The, I don't know who the Pistons play next. I haven't looked. Uh, but hopefully, I believe it's on Wednesday. Uh, but hopefully he has a better game then. Uh, Hamdou Diallo, he was decent. Hamdou Diallo's reached the point now where he, like, I feel like you just accept what he is. He's not going to provide spacing at all. He's probably going to make a few boneheaded plays on offense and defense, but he's going to do it so hard. Like he's going to play so hard while doing it that most people are just going to accept it because he's just going to play hard and 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 play that way into scoring like 10 points just off of playing hard. Uh, so I think guys just basically accept what he is, even though I don't think he had a very good night tonight at all. He ends the night with 10 points just simply off playing hard. So I, I guess you give him credit for that, but I don't think he played very well tonight. Um, Isaiah Stewart played decent. He had 11 points and nine rebounds, but I don't think he was, he had one play actually in the first half. I really want to point out, actually, I just remembered he had this pick and roll. K threw him a, a bounce pass when he was rolling. It's the first time that I think I've seen Isaiah Stewart actually roll to the rim all year. First time I've ever seen him actually roll. Uh, and he ended up with a dunk. He caught it and took two steps and dunked. And if he just rolled like that all the time, he may not get dunked every time because he's not explosive like that. But I promise you, he probably would have better results than he's had thus far if he just actually rolled as like as hard as he did that one play in the in the in the first half. Uh, but decent, okay night from him, I guess. Uh, Kelly Olynyk was just putrid. He he's just playing awful every time he touches the floor. It's just really bad offensively and defensively. Done dumb turnovers, dumb defensive plays, not guarding his man, taking bad shots, uh, just turning the ball over. Like it's just he's just playing horrific right now. There's like nothing else I can say about that. It's just, he's been putrid. And, you know, you can attribute that to, you know, dealing with COVID and coming off an injury. Obviously, hopefully he gets a little better. Hopefully he gets a little bit more healthier. But if you want to be honest, even before he got hurt, like the first 13 games of his season, he wasn't playing that well anyways either. Uh, He wasn't living up to what he played last season or throughout his career, really. I think he was shooting around 33, 34% from deep, and that's not like him. Uh, so I, I know he's coming off an injury, but in totality, this season just hasn't been that good for him. He's not playing well. Uh, and that signing by Troy Reaver, whether, you know, you can point to injuries, COVID. Hey, 
I get it. That's a, that's a reasonings, but that doesn't. It just is what it is. The signing so far has not been good. You can point to reasons why it hasn't been good, but that doesn't take away the fact that the signing has not been good thus far. So, I mean, that's that's something I'm looking at right now. Uh, but yeah, Kelly Olynyk's been pretty putrid. And then, like I said, Killian Hayes, I, I think it's over for him in Detroit. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to just cut him. Like, that's not why I think it is. I, I do think it's, it, it'll probably be likely that they just let him write out his rookie contract. He, that's probably what they will do. But I think everyone knows that I, I think a lot of people feel like that the, the experiment with him in Detroit's over. And I I think it probably is too sad. Um, but that's all you guys will get out of me. He had a putrid night as well. Killian played really, 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 really bad. Uh, probably, I think this might be his worst game of the season, to be honest. I, I actually think that it's pretty clear to say that. Really bad night from Killian. Um, am I overreacting by calling it over? Possibly. Actually, not possibly, probably. Because he had been playing really well off the bench, I feel like. He had a, his worst game of the season tonight. But if you want me to be honest, and then we'll wrap it up and we'll go to the next segment. If you want me to be honest, I, I he's played fine coming off the bench. Like, he's looked a little better. I know everyone's saying, well, him bringing off the bench, Casey did this because he wants to give him a different look. He knows he'll be better. You know, we'll say that now, but I feel like in a year from now, we'll we'll be saying to ourselves, like, it was it was a far, far gone conclusion that it was over when Casey benched them. Like, I think I think we can say whatever we want now. He may look better off the bench right now, but I think I think everyone can see that Casey just doesn't really believe in him. Um, Killian obviously isn't giving himself much leeway either. He didn't play well tonight, but I think you can just see it that it's the writing's on the wall. Whenever it happens, whether it's next year or in his last year in his contract, I think I think if he does become a good player, it won't be in Detroit, which is sad. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up my thoughts on last night's game and heading into the next game on Wednesday. But first, I have to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, you guys' favorite sponsor, Bill Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, and it's thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not even really a resolution, to be honest, because I really, really enjoy eating them. Have you tried the new Puff Bars? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best-tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're an absolute treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, you heard me, 100% real chocolate. In fact, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better, better tasting, and a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be absolutely blown away. High-protein, low-calories. High-fiber, low-carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, lemon, the new flavor, white chocolate cookies and cream. But my favorite is the peanut butter flavor. You guys know this. And you can check out Built.com anytime. They are constantly coming out with new limited time flavors. And they have even more flavors that I didn't even mention just now. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, guys. 
You guys got to let me know how you guys feel about the Pistons right now. You guys just have to let me know. I've, I, again, a lot of you guys interact with me on Twitter. A lot of you guys interact with me on YouTube comments. From what I've heard from you guys thus far, from what you guys have said to me thus far, you guys aren't feeling that good. You guys, at least that's the majority of what I've heard. Now, if you feel differently, reach out. Comment down below in the YouTube comments or tweet at me, at Kuka Hill. But I really just want to hear what you guys are feeling about the Pistons right now. I really do. Because, you know, I, I try – I know that you guys don't want to have to come on the podcast every day and listen and be like, oh, God, he's just being so negative all the time. Try to be positive. But really, I, I feel like not only am I having my life sucked out by this team and the way they play, I'm seeing a lot of fans just have their just excitement sucked out by watching them play. Like, yeah, you have Kay Cunningham. Cool. Sadiq Bey is improving. That is a legitimate improvement. That's cool. But, like, <laughs> Jeremy Grant shot 4 of 10 from tonight. His only score of the second half, I believe, was the last second three-pointer that he shot at the at the end of the fourth quarter when it was like this, he was just getting the shot up as the buzzer ran out. He had three turnovers. And I'm going to point this one out. The dude had one rebound. Like, I can tell you guys that that was a legit concern of people trading for him, the fact that he just doesn't rebound. And you combine that with the fact (laughs) that the fact he continues. Like, I know when he first came back from injury, we we came on the podcast and we were like, okay, well, it looks like Jeremy is actively trying to you know, move the ball a little bit more. He's trying to cut out these things. It looks like he might be actually trying to fit with the team and fit with everybody else. In the, in the very first game he came back, we said that. And ever since then, it's slowly tick, 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 tick. It just keeps going up, 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 and up each game of him in the more isolation attempts, the more mid-range attempts, the more long twos. Like, just to give you guys, like, an example, I missed, like, the first seven minutes of this game because I was my fiance celebrating Valentine's Day, doing something for her, doing nice things for her. Uh, you know, you have to appease, you have to appease the wife, man. You feel me? Uh, so I had to take some. I had, we had to finish up this movie we watched. It was this Am Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie. I, I forget what the movie's called. I think it's like it was this one that came out recently. The whole crime romance, whatever it was, a murder, murder romance, or whatever it is, murder mystery, or some something like that. Either way, had to finish that movie up, and I missed the first seven minutes of the game. Is what I'm saying. And I, I, I go on Twitter real quick. To like check in, and I, I go to tweet like, hey, what, what did I miss? And before I can even tweet anything, I have like 20 tweets from you guys saying, oh, Jeremy's back with the mid-range jump shots. Oh, Jeremy's back with the long twos. And I'm like, oh, no. So when I turn the game back on, there's like four minutes left in the first quarter. And sure enough, the first thing I see is Jeremy Grant pull up midi. It just misses. Those Jeremy is just, you know, I'm kind of ranting in this final segment, but I feel like I feel like you guys, we, we all need to rant right now because this team is not good. Everyone's struggling, and Jeremy is like one of the core reasons why he he makes it harder to watch because these long twos that he takes just aren't aren't good for him, aren't good for the team. It's just like, what the heck are you doing? And the fact he only ended up with one rebound, like Kelly Olynyk had three, Ronnie Magruder had three, Corey Joseph had four, Cade had four, Diallo had six, Marvin Bagley eight, Sadiq five. Like, the only person who didn't beat Jeremy in rebounding was Killian Hayes, and Killian played 12 minutes. Like, that's just unacceptable from your starting power forward. Just unacceptable. So, not a fun game. Not a fun game last night against the Washington Wizards. Kyle Kuzma, I don't know what it is about Detroit. He's from Michigan. He just gets up every time he goes against Detroit. He just obliterates them. 
He ended the game with 23 points, a 10 of 18 shooting. He just went crazy against them. KCP had a good night against the Pistons. Uh, I, it, it was just a rough night, man. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I'm, I'm, I really did for like the first, I, I tried for the first 15 minutes of this podcast to try to find something positive and point out anything positive I could find about this, about this team and what we saw last night. But it's just, it's getting worse and worse and worse as the season goes on. And I just want to say, thank God they trade for Marvin Bagley. Because if they didn't trade for Marvin Bagley, I, I don't know how any of us would make it throughout the rest of the season. Because at least now we have something extra now to look in forward to and watch develop over the last, was how many games they got, like 27 games left or so, something like that. Uh, something to watch for and something to do to tune in every night to see. Something new, something refresh, something to infuse life into watching the Pistons again. Because it, it was getting bland, it was getting tough. Really tough, especially when Kate was out. Uh, now Kate's struggling in this game because he's coming back from injury, and just overall the team just hasn't looked that good. So uh, Marvin Bagley, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, mixed bag. I like some of the things I saw from him. There were some things that he needs to clean up in his first game. Hopefully that gets better as he gets accustomed to his teammates and his teammates get accustomed to him. Sadiq Bey continues to show things that I like and continues to show improvements in multiple areas, especially in his decision-making and in his shot selection and his shot diet. Uh, but outside of that, just rough, 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 rough loss to the Washington Wizards. A tough, tough game from the Pistons. 37% from the field, 34% from deep, 81% from the free throw line. Just not terrible game from the Pistons. But that's all I've got for you guys today. I'm not going to continue to talk any more negatively. You guys get the message. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Make sure you guys go make Lockdown Bets your second listen of every day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, it's the best way to support the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. You guys had a lot of fun. Matthew freaking Stafford, you guys will notice that he's his jersey. Those of you guys watching on YouTube, his jersey's not hung up because I decided to wear it during the game for good luck, and it worked. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl, though. Had fun. Hope you guys' bets all went through on betonline.net. I hope you guys en- found some kind of way to enjoy last night's game. And for those of you guys who have a significant significant other, hope you guys enjoyed your Valentine's Day. Uh, but until the next podcast, I'll see you guys later. <sighs> Go Pistons, and peace out, everybody.